Welcome to the Morale Booster Network, a platform for entrepreneurs, career professionals, leaders, and the general public to give back to the society through coaching and mentoring. I remain your host, Dr. John Ugulu. I am an author, speaker, and strategist. I always say experience is the best teacher. You can stream or download this podcast from YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, and Pandora. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Good evening from Atlanta, Georgia. Good morning, good afternoon from wherever you are listening to this program from or wherever you're watching us from. It's a beautiful day. And uh, I always like to remind people that every day above ground is a blessed day. Yes, it is. Do you realize that so many people went to bed last night having plans for today? But unfortunately, some people couldn't see daylight. But you can hear me speak. You can hear me. You can watch me right now. Because you are blessed with one of the greatest gifts on earth, which is the gift of life. So I want you to be happy, irrespective of what challenges you're going through. If life is good for you, all well and good. Be happy about that. If you're going through challenges, I want you to remember that there is a natural law of seasons, which means there is a time for everything, right? Even what you're going through right now is a season and that season will pass. Heraclitus said the only constant in life is change. That which you're going through right now will pass. So never, ever make a permanent decision under a temporary situation because it is temporary okay so thank you if you're just joining us for the very first time i want you to please like and share this broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message like and share this broadcast i want to do the same thing right now so while i'm sharing to all my uh, private groups I want you to do the same thing from wherever you are. Let me see. I hope it's, uh, let me see if it's um, available to the public. Right. Just do that right now. It's not going to cost you anything, right? We're not asking you for money. Um, All we're asking you to do is to share it because there's always somebody out there who feels or thinks that the world is just against them. And they might at this point be thinking of going out there to do something bad to themselves, right? But the message we have to share today might just be that message that will change that person's mind. All right? So like and share this broadcast. I'm doing the same thing right now. Let me see. Um, Yes, so um, today, uh, before I introduce our guest for today, I want to talk to you about something very special, something that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, Let me see. Um, Give me one second. Something so dear to me. Um, 
All right. Okay, so if you are part of my morale booster group right now, you can see it. It's uh, currently being uh, streamed in that platform as well. So right now we're on several platforms, um, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and like over 20 other platforms. All right, great. So today I want to talk to somebody. My message is not for everybody. My message is for you who feels me deep down in your soul. I want to talk to you about finding your purpose. Now, sometimes people ask me, John, why do you always talk about purpose, purpose, purpose? Now, this is the reason why I love talking about purpose. Without A life without purpose is a wasted life. I remember being a very shy person, so shy that I couldn't even imagine myself doing what I do right now. And my mom would call me then and always remind me of who I am. She would always remind me of the dream that she had. She would say, John, when I was pregnant with you, I used to always have this dream. And in this dream, I'll see a tall, dark-skinned man dressed in suit, holding a microphone and speaking to a crowd. And whenever my mom said that, I would always quickly interrupt her and say, Mom, look, I appreciate the fact that you always share this dream with me. And I know your dreams do come to pass. But the, the, the truth is that this particular dream you're talking about is not for me. It's for someone else. And she would say, why am I saying that? I would say, because I'm struggling with shyness. I don't see myself even doing what you are always telling me about. But my mom, being an optimist, a woman who believes so much in her dreams, would always smile and say, John, don't worry. Just wait and see. So at that point in my life, when I was struggling with shyness, I was making so many wrong decisions. Decisions that got me out of college at some point. Decisions that made me, you know, hang out with the wrong crowd. Decisions that almost got me killed in the process of making those wrong decisions. Because I wasn't having a purpose at that point. But when I discovered my purpose, my life changed. I went back to school because I knew I needed that for my career. I knew I, I had to go back to school so that I can realign with my initial dreams and vision. I went back to school. I started from the beginning. I got my bachelor's, got my master's, got my PhD. And not just that, I was able to also inspire people to let them know that it's never too late. So the reason why I always talk about purpose is because I was saved at some point. When I discovered my purpose, it was a 360 for me. And if I could discover my purpose and change my life, it means there's somebody out there. It means you too can change your life. It means it doesn't matter where you are in life right now. The moment you discover your purpose, things would realign with your initial goal. So that's why I love talking about purpose because I was saved, all right? 
So whenever you hear me talk about it, just don't worry. Just say, oh, he has started again. That's my calling. My calling is to help 1 billion. Listen, to help 1 billion or more people find their purpose in life on or before the 31st of December 2041. So you see how precise that goal is, right? So I'm not joking. So for the rest of my life, for as long as you hear me, for as long as you see this face, this voice is going to be speaking about purpose. Get used to it right now, okay? <laughs> so, so yes, that's why right now we decided to come up with a platform like this where we can bring in professionals, experts, people who have experience in different walks of life to come and share with us their experience, to come and inspire, to motivate anyone who cares to listen. So I want to talk to you about finding your purpose. And I'm going to make it as simple and as quick as possible. Now, if you at this moment, like if you have not discovered your purpose, don't worry. It's not a bad thing. All right? There is always time for everybody to find their purpose. But here is one thing I want you to know. Some people would find it easy. Some people would be able to find their purpose within months, some within years, and some throughout their entire life might not even discover it. But here's a shortcut for you, a short route that I learned from one of my mentors, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. May his soul rest in peace. He taught us using five questions. And those five questions, believe me, are magical. I want you to grab a pen and notepad, whatever you feel comfortable writing on, and write these five questions. The moment you are able to discover the answers to these five questions, you will find your purpose. Your life will change just the way my life changed from a college dropout to a PhD, and not just a PhD, to a university owner. The way my life changed from shyness to public speaking. The way my life changed from that man who always loved sitting at the back of the room to that man who is now microphone hungry, always sitting in front of everyone. Write down. The first question you need to find the answer to is, who am I? Who are you? Who are you? You're from a source. The Bible tells me that I was created in the image and likeness of God. Who are you? You need to figure out who you are. I am the morale booster. That's who I am. I am the morale booster. That's my calling. That's my life. That's who I am. That's everything about me. A motivator, the morale booster. Who are you? What do you, what do you derive pleasure in doing? Then the second question is, where am I from? Go and figure out where you're from. Personally, I am from one source. 
the creator of the world, the creator of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth. I'm from God. I was created in his image and likeness. So you need to figure out where you're from. Then the third question is, why am I on earth? Why are you on earth? Think about it. Personally, this man who is speaking to you right now, I am on earth to serve, to lead, to influence life, lives, and to impact the world, to leave a great impact. That's why I am here, to serve, to lead, to influence, and to impact lives. Then the fourth question is, what can I do? What can you do? If you find the answers to question one, two, and three, the fourth one is what can you do? Now you, you know who you are. You know where you're from. You know why you are on earth. What can you do? I'm using my gift right now. As a public speaker, as a strategist, as the morale booster to help you find your purpose. How can you do that? I'm using my podcast. I'm using every possible means to leave my calling. What can you do? I'm good at speaking. I'm good at winning people for God. What can you do? Then the fifth question is, where am I going? Where are you going? I already told you where I'm going to. I'm on a journey to help one billion or more people find their purpose in life on or before the 31st. Write it down. That's my goal. On or before the 31st of December 2041. That's where I'm going. So I want you to think about it. Write down these questions, figure it out, and trust me, you will know what your purpose is. Is. I don't know where you're listening to me from. I don't know how much you know about yourself. Neither do I know how much the people around you know about you. But here is one thing that I know for sure about you. I know that you are an abode of greatness. I want you to think about it. And remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. God bless you. And right now, I need to bring in our guest for today. Not just a guest, she is my neighbor here in Georgia, the great state. So I'll bring her in now. Uh, I'll introduce her. Um, today, we have a very, very passionate woman, a woman who is passionate about what she does, who is in the healthcare sector. Her name is uh, Benish Lalani. Uh, Benish is uh, a board-certified family nurse practitioner. She is an oncology-certified nurse. She has a clinical background in oncology, and she has been doing that for over eight years. Benish has clinical experience in both 
bedside nursing and outpatient clinic management of oncology patients. And through her time at the bedside, Benish often found herself thinking of ways to improve patient care beyond the bedside. Now, the healthcare system, as we all know it, has numerous hurdles. And this is a lady who took it upon herself to make sure she makes an impact in that industry. Now, she was able to take her clinical experience, and now she provides insight in the corporate world to improve the future of medicine. Benish now helps coach clinicians. She helps to coach clinicians who want to do the same thing through her healthcare career coaching program called Bedside to Boardroom. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I want you to join me as I bring to the stage this woman who transitioned from the bedside to the boardroom. No other person but Benish Lalani. Benish, thank you so much for joining me on this program. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me this evening. I'm so excited for our conversation today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule because it's not easy. It's not easy. And um, you have been on a journey of helping the healthcare sector become a better, um, you know, become a better sector, right? And we do appreciate you for that. So now that name, bedside to boardroom, that's, that's your calling. How did that happen? How did you come about that? Yeah. So, you know, through my process and my journey of, you know, realizing what I was doing in the clinic setting, like, yes, oncology was my passion. Clinic is my passion, but something was missing. I yeah. often found myself, you know, um, thinking like, okay, if I could improve this electronic health record, how could I do it? You know? And so I started questioning things that weren't really clinical anymore, but they were relevant. And so right when I went through that process and journey myself, I, you know, realized that I really went from bedside to boardroom during my own journey. And, and the name was just catchy and it kind of stuck. And so that's how that, um, you know, the business and name came about. Wow. And, and, and it's a good one. You know, you, you've already found your purpose. That's it. And, and you're living that purpose already. And there's so many people out there who are still struggling to discover their purpose. And I'm happy that you're here today to inspire someone out there. Now, um, so how did, how did you start the transition from bedside to boardroom? Because, you know, being in such a very lucrative industry where the, 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 the remuneration is great and, you know, it's easy to get comfortable, you know, with a salary, so how did how did how did you manage to make that transition from bedside to boardroom? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I was kind of doing my day to day clinic duties. It was probably about six years in at that point into my nursing career um, between my nursing and my NP career um, when I really found myself not being challenged as much anymore. I felt like there was more there, you know, you talked about purpose earlier today. Right. And I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't doing what I was, not. you know, yes. my purpose was. 
Right. Yeah. So definitely, you know, started seeking out opportunities that would help me, you know, go towards my purpose, go towards my passion, um, you know, without giving up my clinical knowledge and career. But, you know, I, I love leadership. I love project management. I love empowering others. So, you know, leading a team, is it, is it hard for me? I enjoy empowering my colleagues and my reports to ask me questions and grow and learn. And when you work in a clinic setting, there may not be a lot of that. You're working directly with the patient. And sure, you have your, you know, your medical assistant colleagues, your nurses, your doctors that you work together to, you know, help that patient out. When it comes to project management or leadership, there's very few opportunities when we're in the clinic setting, right? You have your hospital CEOs, you have your CNOs, your chief nursing officers. And, you know, you don't need 10 of those per hospital. Mm -hmm. You need maybe one, maybe two. So, you know, how do you take your passion in, in an environment where it's so hard to break through that, mm-hmm. um, to pursue that? And so I had to look outside the hospital setting. I had to think outside the box to say, where else can I go where someone will appreciate the information and knowledge and passion that I have to make these changes in healthcare? Wow, that's great. And, and all you talked about right now is just, it, you know, it falls under serving because generally one has to be good at serving before you can lead others, right? You talked about, you know, and you, you enjoyed empowering people. And, and when you realize that that box was too small for you, you decided to think outside the box. Yeah? And, and someone just said leadership, yes. The best leaders are perfect when it comes to serving. That's servant servant leadership. You lead by serving others. And and we really do appreciate you. So because I know there's so many people in the healthcare sector that will be listening to this program. I have a lot of um, people in nursing, uh, you know, a lot of doctors who are stuck. They're stuck. You know, they, they, they know they can do more, but they just don't know how to start. They don't know where to start from. So can you please share with us some challenges you encountered when making that, you know, when you were making that transition? Yeah. So, you know, when I was thinking about leaving, a lot of roles that I was looking for required, you know, or at least I thought they required someone with a business background or an MBA or, you know, a project management certification. Like these are all ideas that I put into my own head. I was like, you know, how am I going to do this? I have a clinical degree. I went to school to be a clinician. How am I going to be a consultant, a project manager, a leader? How am I going to do that? And so what really what I had to do was not look for roles that mentioned things like nurses or doctors or um, clinical specialists. I had to think outside the box and start looking for consultant, you know, project manager, um, leadership type roles, but for companies that were targeted for health tech and biotech and pharmaceutical, right? Those companies are focused on healthcare, but they can't do that without the insight of someone who has that, you know, end user knowledge. They right. have people that are CEOs and, you know, um, 
have worked at other companies that have, you know, their project management certification or their consultants or in the business field is what they went to school for, but they need that clinical background to, to help build their product, to improve their product. And so that's, that was the biggest challenge that I had to kind of learn and, and overcome really to come to the career and, and um, next job that I found after my clinic role was really just to understand where to look and what to look for. Right. That's great. Now, you, you made a great point there. Yeah, because I am also in this space, you know, pharmaceutical and biotech. And the, you know, they, they always look out for people with your kind, your type of experience. They look out for uh, doctors, nurses to come in and you know, work on their leadership uh, roles, like project management, um, line management, and, and things like that. And a lot of doctors and nurses don't know this. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I had, yeah, I had yeah. people after I left the clinic, old nursing friends, nursing school friends that were like, oh, you don't work at a hospital anymore? Like, you don't work in clinic anymore like are you even are you doing nursing things and I was like yeah I'm still providing <laughs> clinical insight I, I haven't given that up you know I, I'm still even more so I'm still providing insight into oncology which has been my passion and my um you know foundation of my career for the last seven eight years now is has been oncology and I and I didn't have to give that up mm, right 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 so now what you have a coaching program right so what precisely yeah. do you do? How can you help that nurse who's currently listening to us or watching you right now, or that doctor who, you know, who knows he or she, you know, can do something else that they're more passionate about? So how can your program help them? What do you do to help people like this? Yeah, so I definitely, when people come to me at this point, they've already been unhappy in their current role for exactly. six months, a year, two years. And they're like, I, I just don't want to be here, but I don't know where I want to be. They're like, I want to right. be somewhere else and I don't know where. Right. And so one of the very first conversations, part of the coaching program is to really ask them, like, what are you passionate about? What's your niche? Is it electronics? Is it tech? Is it medical devices? Are you interested in, um, you know, speaking publicly? Would you want to do a role that allows you to speak to physicians? You know, there's roles out there like medical science liaisons and other, yes. other various roles that allow you to still be in the clinical setting without being at the bedside treating patients. So I really, the first conversation I have is really like, if you had to do something and change it tomorrow, regardless of your certification or your degree, what would you want to do? And, and let's start there. Let, let's start working with what you want to never give up or what you don't want to give up right now. And you want to keep being curious and learning about it. And then what environment do you see yourself working in, right? If it's not a right. hospital, if it's not a clinic, that's not the type of job I want to help you find. I want to help you find something that you'll be happy in. That's true. And look, honestly, I run into all these people like every day. Yeah. Every day. Because a lot of them don't know that with their background, they can just sit down, work from home, right? Mm -hmm. Earn 
six figures, yep. you know, earn six figures, work less, and yep. be more impactful from the comfort of their home office. A lot of them don't know. So yeah. that's why I, I, I took it upon myself to make sure you get on this program yeah. and speak to those people because you have a lot of clients in yeah. my network. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So how can people reach out to you? Those yes. who fall into that category. Yeah. So I know you have my information there at the bottom. So Instagram, my website, my email, my LinkedIn. Um, you know, just another great tip is that there's so many resources out there. There's so many, um, you know, even entrepreneur opportunities, if you want to work for startup companies, and you have that innovative mindset, and you and you want to get into that, but you just don't know how, you know, a lot of networking through LinkedIn, you know, connecting you to my network is definitely a great way to do that as well. If you, you know, maybe aren't ready to work with a coach right now, but you kind of just want to see the steps you need to take yourself before you're ready to make that leap and transition. So, you know, definitely my website, you know, my email address, my LinkedIn, uh, my Instagram, any of those avenues are great to reach out to me to get more information on how, um, how I can take you from bedside to boardroom. Right, from bedside to boardroom, right. She already found her purpose. Her purpose is to help you who's listening. You, um, you know, she's not here to help everybody. She's here to help you who's listening. You've been struggling. You're not happy. Right now, you, you're exhausted. And you know you can get more. You can do more. The niche is your person. Go right now and follow her on Instagram. She's on Facebook and LinkedIn. Send her a message. Thank God the world is a global village now. Right? It's very easy. From the comfort of your home, you know, with your phone or your laptop, you can just easily send her a message saying, hey, I need your help. Help me. That's the word. Help me. Am I correct, Banish? <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help, right? There's so many resources out there, so many platforms that people share even free advice, you know, and for myself, you know, if people aren't ready to work with me, I want to build that trust with you. I want you to know that my purpose here is to help you. And when you build that trust and you give that advice and you let people know what's out there, just doing, you know, conversations like these with people um, really, you know, gives insight to people that there is someone out there that's willing to help you. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that's what this program is all about. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, please like and share this broadcast. Because trust me, out of every human being on your contact, there's always one frustrated person. That one person who, without you knowing, is contemplating on taking their life. There's always that one person but you never can tell just by sharing this message, you might just save the life of that one person. We're not asking you to pay us any money. All we're saying is like and share this message because somebody out there, somebody out there needs to hear that there is an option. There is another way to make life easier for them. All right. Thank you so much, um, Benish. So um, ladies and gentlemen, for those of, you that are actually watching us via Facebook, 
uh, YouTube and LinkedIn. I'm sure you can see her information currently being uh, displayed on the screen. For those of you who are listening to us via other channels like a podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other 20-plus platforms, you can also find her information on the caption. And if you feel that you don't know how to reach out to her, just type the word, help me. Go to her social media page and say, help me. I need your help. All right? So thank you so much, Banish. Uh, before you go, I want you to help inspire that one clinician, that one person who's listening to you right now, who, who thinks that it will not be easy for them to make that transition from what they are currently doing to a better opportunity. Just speak to them for one, 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 one minute, please, 60 seconds. Yeah, so if there's any advice or last minute advice I could give you guys is that don't put yourself in a box. We are way more than the boxes we put ourselves into. And if there is something that you are truly passionate about, something that you will, you know, stay up an extra hour at night or skip out on a dinner just because you want to sit down and write about it, journal about it, think about it, do not give up on it and don't be afraid to ask for help. So if you have an idea, you have a passion, use your resources, use your network, reach out to people, ask for help and, and go get your goals and reach your dreams. Awesome. Thank you so much, Banish. That was awesome. I really do appreciate you. And honestly, because we are in the same space, the same field, I would really love to bring you back so we can talk about very important uh, issues. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope when next I invite you, you will come. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I definitely enjoyed our conversation. Likewise. You're welcome. So have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. Like I said, like and share this broadcast. Now, I, someone asked a question. Let me see. He said, um, so leadership starts from service. Oh, yes. You must, learn how to, you must learn how to serve before you can even grow into becoming a leader. That's the first thing. You must learn. You must serve. You must serve your gift. Learn, have a mentor who will guide you. Make sure everything you do is not only for yourself, for your benefit, but make sure you serve your gift to as many people as possible. That way you would understand firsthand what it is to lead people. Because if you, don't, if you have not served, there's no way you would understand. There's no way you would be able to put yourself in their shoes. All right? So, yeah, and you, you asked another question. You said, are leaders born? or made Mm -mm, this is a deep one i would like to talk about this some other time but but let me just share something with you let me let me share a story with you now (laughs) leadership philosophy was invented 
by the great Greeks like um, Socrates, Aristotle, and uh, yeah, Socrates, Aristotle. They were the ones who invented the leadership philosophy. Back then, they were of the opinion that leaders were born, right? And they even went further to describe the characteristics of a leader. They, you know, they, they used to call it charisma. Charisma, that, you know, anyone born with charisma is a leader. Yes, agreed. Leaders are born. But at the end of the day, if that person who is born does not go through the right mentorship, then it becomes a problem because we were all created in the image and likeness of God. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. For as long as we were created in the image and likeness of God, it means we were all born great. We we're all born to lead. We we're all born to have our own domain that we would lead. Right? And what's that domain? That domain is your area of purpose. That's why in the Bible, God said, go into the world and multiply. Be fruitful. Dominate. What that meant was you need to discover your gift so that you can master your gift and dominate that area of your gift. Because when you go through the right mentorship, and you understand who you are and you, you know, become so good at what you do, you would not need to go out there to find people to lead. They will come to you because you have what they need. So first of all, leaders are born, but they must be groomed. They must go through the right mentorship. Even everybody knows this now, but back in the days, the days of Aristotle, Socrates, they categorized leaders in such a way that people like myself with this color would never be able to lead. Because charisma was meant for them, the Greeks, right? But research, proved to the world that every human being, irrespective of your race, irrespective of your belief, can be trained to lead. So leaders are born, leaders are made. They have to go through mentorship. So I don't know if I have answered your question, but I will take this up for another day. It will be a separate topic where I would enlighten you, talk to people, have other people come and share their opinions about it too. So thank you so much for the beautiful question. And always remember that you are an abode of greatness. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye everybody.